Howdy, race fans. Welcome to a uh, Thursday night edition of the Big D Podcast. Before I bring in my special guest, please subscribe, like, and share the Spunky Spectrum Sports YouTube page. We can see all my content. Got some more coming out of either end of this week or early next week. So, uh, golf fans, uh, you'll be excited about it. And also check out the Big D Podcast on Spotify and Apple. Well, whether he's telling you the weather, telling you about fantasy football, or telling you about NASCAR, he's one of my favorite people in the interview. And uh, joining us from uh, Illinois tonight is my friend uh, Dennis Mickelson. Dennis, uh, how? <laughs> what's the weather up in your neck of the woods tonight? Well, we had spring on Monday, and by today it was winter again. So it's uh, just been a a crazy, typical Central Illinois crappy March weather day today, but uh, but you know it's uh, it builds character. Although some would say that I'm enough of a character already. Yeah, you can get four different seasons in one week. One day it could be spring, the next day it'd be summer, the next day it'd be fall, and then the next day it old man winter appears. Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna hit seventy on Saturday, and we're probably gonna have snow by next Saturday. So go, go figure. Try to you know that was what you know back in my meteorology days. It it made it very exciting. Yeah, and you know what else has been exciting this year in the world of NASCAR is the uh, next gen call. Yeah, and and I'll tell you, I was a real skeptic about this car. I and, and you know, it seems like a really trivial thing, but I miss five lug nuts. There's something magical about that sound of you know, and and I miss that because you don't get any sound with this new one lug tire, but. The racing uh, has been really good. I, I, I am shocked to report that because um, after last year, I was uh, starting to be really soured on being a NASCAR fan. It was used to be my favorite sport, and I was finding other things to do on Sunday afternoons. But this new car is, is really changing things for the better. And it's been a long time since I can say that NASCAR made a big change and they appear to have gotten it right. So obviously uh, this year, the next gen call has taken over for the Gen 6 call. So can you explain some of the next gen call ramifications for uh, non-NASCAR fans, unlike you and me? Well, the biggest change is the size of the tires. Um, the tires are wider and they're bigger than we've seen uh, recently. Also, the cars, instead of being sort of hand-built with a bunch of parts, you know, that guys were manufacturing, everything is made for these cars. And, and basically, the cars are for lack of a better description, almost a, a prefab car. So there's less actual work that is being done in the shop, but there's more durability to this car. The 
the previous generation car, I had some engineer uh, buddies of mine in NASCAR that told me that the least little bit of an accident, it was almost cheaper to rebuild from scratch and build a new car than it was to try to fix the old chassis. So they would usually just sell them off to uh, either an ARCA or uh, an Xfinity team uh, and they would build a new one. But with these cars, all they're going to have to do is, is change the front and the rear clips and they're going to be able to get a car back on the track, even on the same race day uh, weekend or the same race weekend. So I think we're going to see a more durable car. Um, the one thing that I've been screaming about for years, I, I've said the wheel wells on the previous car were horrible. The least little bit of a rub and guys would uh, lose a tire and, and lose the race. And it seems like with this composite body that they've gone to, that uh, a little bit of, of side to side action doesn't seem to be uh, ruining the tires as bad. So um, NASCAR made a lot of changes this year. The car, the look of the car, it's taken me a bit to get used to the look of this car. It's, it's not a big drastic difference from before, but it's enough of a difference for sort of the NASCAR purists uh, like myself that I look at it and they all look the same unless you look at the front or the rear of the car. And those are customized for each brand. But uh, the biggest change that most NASCAR fans, if they only watched a little bit over the last couple of years, and now they're watching this car, it'll be the tires. That is the biggest change. And ironically, I think it's the biggest change in how these cars will end up handling and uh, probably giving us better racing than we've seen recently. Yeah, I remember when doing some tests that uh, Austin Dillon wrecked one of the uh, next-gen calls. He got the number three call repair, and he was back practicing within a, uh, that afternoon. And uh I've seen the Xfinity series, which uses the same composite bodies. That these composite bodies seem to be tougher and can take a, and can take a hit. Now, unfortunately, with the 18-inch wheels, that might be another issue. Can the tires themselves take a hit? Because it's seemingly without an inner liner, they were more when they were flat tires, and been there were plenty of flat tires last week in California that you can't drive it, that you drivers are having a much harder time getting a wounded waste call back to the pits. Yeah, they, that was definitely the case. You saw a couple of guys get stranded when all they did really was lose one tire. Um, so that has been a little bit of an adjustment for these guys because they're used to driving back on the rims and uh, it doesn't look like they're going to be able to do that. But um, you, you mentioned the Xfinity series. I just want to give a shout out to a guy that uh, I have a great deal of respect for, Bobby Dodder, uh, getting the win last week at California Speedway. He's teamed up with, uh, with Tony Stewart this year and uh, trying to get a little more, a uh, little better vehicles out there to race. And it showed, man, he got a, got a win. It'd been a long time since we've seen Bobby Dodder uh, 
go to victory lane at a NASCAR event, but great to see uh, back when I was doing some PR for some young racers, Bobby Dotter was usually a guy that I sent them to uh, if they were trying to break into NASCAR because he knew talent. He could give you an honest evaluation of your talent. And he'd also put you in equipment at a lower price than a lot of the other guys out there. So great to see Bobby Dotter get a win. Yeah, did anybody predict Austin Hill and Bobby Dotter's team the first two Xfinity races? I don't think so. That's, uh, that, that, you know, we've been for years seeing, you know, who's driving the Gibbs cars this week. That would be, you know, who would win. Um, but it's it seems like we're getting a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, of parody in uh, in all three of the NASCAR series, which is great to see. Well, while things are changing with the call, things are not changing with who's winning races. Uh, Kyle Lawson, who uh, seemingly won everything last year, won last year <laughs> in California. Shocker. Yeah, Kyle Larson is just one heck of a racer. And I, I really, you know, whenever you see a big change in NASCAR, you wonder who is going to be the guy who, who can adjust and who is going to be the guy who can't. Well, Kyle Larson's a guy that jumps in a different car every week to race somewhere on a different track and, you know, different engine sizes. It really doesn't seem to matter whether he's, driving a 410 sprint or a 360 sprint or a midget, uh, whatever he's driving, you drive a dirt late model and do well, or get in a go-kart. I mean, the guy, if it's got it, it got an engine and it's got wheels. I think the guy can drive it. Um, so I'm not surprised at all to see Kyle Larson, uh, getting along well with this new car. And as a matter of fact, I think the dominance that uh, he's, he's got the potential to be even more dominant. Because I think having these cars so equal from team to team, I think the driver ability is really going to uh, to be a big key. And I don't think there's a better driver right now in NASCAR in any of the NASCAR series than Kyle Larson. Uh, I would agree. It seems like no matter what call, it seems like since Kyle Larson took over command of the five call that he and Cliff Daniels have developed NASCAR relationship uh, you see driver crew chief relationship develop. I mean, remember back in the day when Richard Petty and Dale Inman were so successful uh, in the 90s with Ray Abraham, Jeff Gordon, the 2000s with, with uh, Jimmy Johnson, Chad Canals, and Rodney Childress to Kevin Holvick. Well, I think we can say the 2020s, at least the last couple of years, all based more on Cliff Daniels and Kyle Lawson because Kyle may not have the fastest call every week, but Cliff Daniels can tune on that race call and give Kyle the call he needs at the end of the race. And how many times, whether it be, whether it be at the Roval last year, where they changed. Well, I don't think I've ever seen somebody change somebody, the team not to change a bell change a bell on the call, not lose a lap, and it's and not just passing everybody, but winning the race. And then last week, coming through just like in the championship finale of Phoenix with a big pit stop to win the race. Yeah, and that is a big key 
is, you know, this is all new to these teams, to these pit crews this year, having just one lug on the tire, the, the whole, you know, sort of choreography of a pit stop is sort of changed here. And that team just stepped right up right where they had been. And it's not a surprise because you got one of the best teams in NASCAR and best funded teams in NASCAR. And they, they certainly uh, recruit the best of the athletes. The interesting thing this year has been watching some of the teams like Joe Gibbs racing, not allowing their cup pit team to pit in the Xfinity or the truck series like they have in the past uh, because of the difference of the lug nuts. So um, it's going to be interesting to see uh, if there is a particular team that is going to be quicker with a one nut stop. I will say it it does seem a little funky only having one lug nut compared to five, like we've seen 400 years, but you know, everything changes and uh, I think we'll all get used to the one lug nut and the number closer to the front of the call than in the than in the middle of the call. That's one change that I actually really like. Uh, aesthetically, uh, it was kind of weird the first time you saw it out there at the Coliseum, but as it's gone on, I actually kind of like it a lot. And it's uh, uh, the old ASA series used to do that back in the day, so it's kind of old school for me of, of uh, another series that I used to follow that used to, to offset their number like that, but it, it looks cool. It, it actually does. And um, the one thing it's done is it's freed up a lot of space on the car, man. They're, they're selling more ads than, than ever before. It's, it's real obvious now when a car uh, hasn't, it doesn't have a lot of sponsors because that's another blank spot on the car. Oh, so uh, this weekend, the uh, Cup Series is in one of our favorite stomping grounds, Las Vegas. And uh, you know who won that? You know who won the uh, first Las Vegas race last year? Some guy you might have heard of. Hmm. I- I'm confused. I think he's driving the five car. I don't remember. <laughs> I think it's Kyle Lawson. He's kind of the easy answer to who won last year. If you guess Larson, you're probably got a good chance. <laughs> yeah, he only won what 10, 11 races. Yeah. But uh, here's an interesting fact about Lawson. Last year at low the minimal wear intermediate tracks, except the first Kansas race, Kyle Lawson won four times and his average finish was 2.8. Wow. And he only led a hundred and he only led 159 miles per race. <laughs> I'm just saying Kyle Lawson's foot Kyle Lawson's really good everywhere, but really but especially on mile and a half racetrack, just like we're racing this week in Las Vegas. It's it's really interesting because when you watch him race. Um, it actually reminds me of the dominance that Mark Martin used to have in the old Bush series when he would drop down and drive that Winn-Dixie car. And those old Bush cars were underpowered and it was all about how you got through the middle of the corner. And Kyle Larson is a master at rolling the car through the middle of the corner. Um, he's just so super smooth 
and, and it really pays off. And the other thing about his driving, though, by being smooth, by being so consistent, so methodical like he is, I'm kind of wondering if we're going to see more tire wear um, at every track this year with these these new tires uh, on this next generation car. And that might favor a guy who's really easy, you know, getting into the corners versus a guy like a Brad Keselowski, who is a little bit, you know, harder on the brakes and back on the gas type of thing. Uh, Larson's just a super smooth driver. And I think that's years of experience running on dirt. Um, you know, he just, he knows how to, to get in there and, and find the changing groove. And, and I think that's what made him so sensational. And, you know, we're kind of learning that, um, you know, probably was Chip Ganassi that was holding him back for quite a few years. Just needed to drop the five. So if there's anybody who can stop the Kyle Austin train on mile and a half tracks, who do you, who is that guy? Hey, it's the guy who's been strong at every race so far, but hasn't seemed to be able to get the car to the finish. It's Tyler Lockett. That kid has been sensational. And wait, a minute, like- wait a minute, you're saying Tyler Lockett? The, I didn't know Tyler Lockett is the Seattle Seahawks first. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got I got the NFL combine on my brain. Uh, yeah, it's it's. <laughs> Yeah, I think there's a there's a chance that we're going to see a big upset this week. Let me put it to you that way. Um, I'm just liking the chances of, of uh, you know, guys that are, are not going to be the the number one guy that you might think of. Let me put it to you that way. But uh, but yeah, it's uh, I, I, that's hilarious. Um, but yeah, I, I think what we're going to see is is just a, a lot of difference uh, to this race. And, uh, you know, Mr. Mr. Tyler Reddick could be uh, could be quite the upset special for folks. I don't know what he what his odds are in Vegas there this this week, but uh, but I'd, I'd take a chance on that old eight car. Uh, I think he's got a chance. Hey, the good news for Tyler Reddick is at least they're not racing in California this weekend. No, no. And he's, he, he, I don't think he likes that state, does he? It's, uh, it's been pretty bad uh, for him. But yeah, it's the interesting thing is it's this car seems to be favoring the guys that were good at eye racing. Have you noticed that? Or on dirt. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, Tyler Reddick is sixteen is a uh, plus sixteen hundred according to the uh, DraftKings Sportsbook this week. I might have I might have to put a buck on him. You know, I was I was going to say. I mean, my obvious choice then the Kyle Lawson train is Danny Hamlin because first off, yeah. Danny Hamlin won the last time this Cup Series went to Las Vegas. Three top four finishes in his last three uh, Vegas races, led 305 laps, and eventually JGR will get its act together because I don't know what's happened with JGR. I mean, true, Daytona was his own separate entity. Him was caught up in one of the big ones when Keselowski and Harrison Bergman caused the big melee, and then last week it was just one of his weeks, but 
Danny, Danny Hamlin has figured out new calls. I remember as a rookie when Danny figured out Pocono, and not just one, but dumb swept both races as a rookie. Danny Hamlin's going to figure it out. It's a good track for him. I think Danny Hamlin will be tough to beat. And if you want an upset driver this week, I think you've got the right team, but I think you've got the wrong driver. I think Austin Dillon could be a sneaky surprise. And uh, he's 30-1 right now. So you've got the same odds. He's got – actually, Austin Dillon's got better odds than uh, Eric Jones, Christopher Bell, Brad Kay, and Kirk Bush, all in the 25-1 uh, to 1 category. But uh, Austin finished second last week. And it seems like that that Richard Childress is really good on these mile and a half, two mile races. That three, the eight and three call might not be, might not have qualifying pace, but but if both calls have got consistent race pace, and I think Austin and Austin Dillon's capable of maybe not winning, but can definitely challenge. Yeah, I, I think that's a good pick. I think that's a real good pick. And the interesting thing with uh, JGR is Kyle Busch was overheating in the front of the car. And you had uh, 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 Christopher Bell, who was having overheating problems in the rear end. So I'm wondering if they're just not getting the hang of, of you know, of getting these cars cooled because the way they've changed the way air is, is flowing into these cars. So they, to have two problems with your team like that, um, it was rather interesting to me. And I don't know if it was just a freak thing that happened or whether there is some issue that they're having with cooling. Another guy I like, you, you picked Austin, but maybe you picked the wrong Austin. Austin Sindrick is off to a heck of a start. And, uh, Although the last time I saw him racing in, in person in Las Vegas, he was flying through the air because he was driving a rally car. So it's uh, he was only 14 or 15 years old and he was flying, uh, d- doing a, a rally car race back in the, the day. But um, that kid can flat out drive anything. I've seen him win on road courses in IMSA. And, you know, now he's off to a really solid start here in the Cup Series. But um Austin Sindrick, I think, is going to be a force all year long. Yeah, and Chase Elliott might have a dancing partner on the on the road courses. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. You know, uh, these types of tires, the size and the width and everything, is very similar to what they use in some of the IMSA sports car racing. And Austin Sindrick was awesome in the WeatherTech series. So, um, I think he's going to adjust pretty well to road course racing this year. That was that kid's specialty. He was really, really good at it. Yeah. I imagine what a Kyle Lawson, Chase Elliott, Austin Center, maybe throwing AJ on the dig of road, road America race would be. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's going to be a lot of, you know, it, it, there's so much talent. It used to be these guys, you know, back in the day, it was easier to handicap a road course race than it is now. So, um, what driver do you think needs a good showing? Maybe not a win, but just something to start a season. 
Oh man, Kyle Busch cannot have another bad race. He's got to he's got to step up and and show that he can be dominant. And what better place to do it than his old hometown? Yeah, Kyle Busch, Kyle Busch wouldn't be a bad idea, especially when you get a little home cooking. Although Vegas hasn't exactly been great to Kyle, he I think he won there. Actually, coming from the back in 2009. Yep. I mean, six in the Daytona 500, 14th last weekend. He was many laps down in that ring. I don't know how he got back on the lead lap and got a top 15 out of it. Yeah, he was down three or four laps at one time, but, uh, you know, just a just a freak situation. And he, he narrowly missed a couple of those wrecks uh, last week as well. So um, that's a guy I think is he's got their frustration level already peaked and it doesn't take much to get Kyle uh, angry nowadays. Well, uh, when some days you're the bug and some days you're the windshield, unfortunately <laughs> for William Byron, uh, Ooh. He's not avoided. He's not avoided the big wreck. Let's see, taking on the same wreck with Denny Hamlin, Daytona, and then last week, an innocent victim when Tyler Reddick blew blew his tire. Yeah, it's it's amazing how problems can kind of jump up and grab the same guy uh, early and often in a season. It's it's just really bizarre when that happens, but. Um, you know, it's, when you get on a bad run in NASCAR, it just seems to, to, to stick with you for a while. And, uh, you know, that's, it's going to be interesting again. I keep saying, is it just bad luck or is it a case that he's just not feeling as comfortable in this car as he did? The, the previous car, I don't know which one it is. It's too early to tell. We haven't seen all the different kinds of tracks, but he's certainly a guy that has uh, not had the good luck so far. Yeah, and when there's bad, and when you've got bad luck, there's no, no, I mean, hopefully William Byron can get out of it because we know what he's capable of doing. He won homestead. I mean, would have been. He was running second at Daytona 500, taking taking on a wreck. Running well last week, taking out taking out a wreck. So maybe 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 Wayne Byron just needs to better himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's you know when you let's just say let's just say this: if it came up snake eyes, he's a dead man. <laughs> here's here's when you know you're really doing bad. Right now, I believe he's he's a, he's one spot below a couple of guys who didn't even race last week. He's oh, behind Jacques Villeneuve in the in the points. So it's it's that when you're behind guys that only raced one of the two races, you know you're off to a really bad year. Hey, the good hey the good news is everybody makes the playoffs and just takes one week. If William Byron. I mean, William Byron won the third race last year in Miami. Maybe a win in Las Vegas. Yeah, and and I'm still, you know me, I'm old school. I will never get used to the stage thing. I will never get used to the way they do the playoffs. 
Um, I'm old school. Hey, if a, if a guy gets off to a great start and he wins the first 20 races of the year, just crown him champion and we'll root for the, the rest of the guys, the rest of the season. But, um, but you're right. It's, you know, it, it would be really a shock if, if somebody like William Byron didn't make the playoffs because, uh, you know, what, 16 guys making the dance. So it's, uh, it's just, I don't know, like the way they do it, I, I'm not a big fan. If they wanted to, to restrict it a little bit more at the top, I'd, I'd be all for that. But uh, I think they get a little too carried away with trying to, uh, to impress upon us that we should be more excited for the playoffs. And when we're always going to be more excited for the Daytona 500. I'm just saying, would anyone, everyone agree that Kyle Lawson was the best driver last year? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It was, it was one of those rare seasons since they've gone to this chase format with one race deciding it all that the best driver actually won the, the series. So yeah, last year it worked out some of the other years it hasn't though, or, you know, it's, I still look at the system and I say, it just shouldn't be right that you could win the first 35 races of the year and finish fourth in points for the season. You oh, know, if oh, two, oh, two years ago when Kevin Hallvick won nine times and didn't even make the championship full. Yeah. That's it, it. To me as an old school guy, I look at consistency and, and I look at guys that had the best season. They deserve to win the championship. So I was rooting for Kyle Larson last year because uh, he certainly deserved it. All right, Dennis, uh, thanks for hopping on, and uh, hopefully the weather warms up, and uh, hopefully uh, NASCAR puts on a great show this week in Las Vegas because uh, it's either going to be heads or it's going to be tears, but it's a good race. (laughs) Yeah, I'll tell you, uh, I was the biggest skeptic saying, hey, NASCAR's on a downhill slide and this new car has changed that. Um, I was very impressed with the racing last week and so far so good. Uh, two very strong races and even the race at the Coliseum was interesting. Yeah. So now we'll get a little bit of in between this week in Las Vegas. So see you later, Dennis. All right, big D thanks for having me on again. <laughs>